Hey gang, it's Face from the Percy and Face podcast. We're super excited tonight. We've got some local talent, and I'm talking about talent. They're here tonight. We're going to have some live music, and um, it's Jackson Simmons. And this young man is amazing. Uh, we hope you all check him out. We'll talk a little bit more about it. But tonight is Top 5 Johnny Cash Songs, which is quite a feat to put down top five. So, you know, honorable mentions are gonna be, you know, out there. It's, it's all gonna be good. This is an exciting night, and uh, Jackson, why don't you open us up, buddy? I hear that train coming. It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen sunshine since. I don't know when, but I'm stuck in Folsom Prison. person I'm, we're so glad you're here and uh like i said tonight's podcast is top five johnny cash and this was at jackson's request uh as a young man that has an old soul i mean he knows what's up he johnny cash is your favorite right he is he is whenever i um i came back home for christmas break from college and i had not written any music before that and in my opinion i always thought that Good music, good country music, anyways, was storytelling. Absolutely. I, I think we can all agree on that. But yeah. um, well, that's I, the beauty of country music mm -hmm. is the storytelling. Absolutely, it's probably the yeah. best part of it. Um, yeah. And I think that Johnny Cash is the greatest storyteller of all time. Man, I can't argue that. I just I think that he tells a story just as good as anyone that's ever done it. And so when I started writing music, um, I don't sound a lot like Johnny, but I I try and write like. Well, you got your own sound, right. And your own vibe, and that's what's important. So. I mean, you can you can do your own thing and still represent. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So well, that's Johnny came up with his own sound. He did, I mean, and you've got your own, and, and it's evident. Thank you. Yeah. Because when Johnny first started, he didn't have a drummer. He had a bass player, which was Marshall Grant, 
and a guitar player, which was Luther Perkins. And they essentially made their own sound. And you can recognize the early Johnny Cash sound mm -hmm. from anywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. So tell us about your next gig. My next gig is going to be August the 11th from 6 to 9 at Legends on the Lake. Which is a great place. We know the owners. They're fabulous people. It's a great venue, too. Definitely. And so you're going to play outside. Yes, sir. Uh, so it's right on the lake in Lake Gunnersville. Y'all check him out, man. This kid is so talented. Um, you will not regret. And I'm so excited to hear he's here tonight. I'm smiling from ear to ear. So just want to mention... We are sponsored by Anchor. We have to plug that if we're going to get a paycheck. And we're unofficially sponsored by Svedka. And so let's take a little toast. Cheers. Let's get into it, guys. So um, I want to talk about this whole top five concept for a minute. Top 10, top 20, Casey, Casey's top 40 on the radio, which I grew up listening to. I mean, I can put a top 40 list together easy. I can put a top 10 list together easier. But when you start talking about top five, mm -hmm. I mean, it's very subjective. It's hard. It's it's hard. And we're tired of saying all these lists are hard. But So this is why the explanation. So a lot of it depends on uh, the mood you're in when you're listening to it mm -hmm. and your, pers your personal choices. And we don't sit down and just write down five songs. There's a lot of thought that goes into this. Yeah, we, we literally spend nights, days. I know I'm driving Amanda crazy, um, making her listen to all this stuff, but actually she enjoys it because it's good music. The stuff we talk about, I, I think it's good music. But I, I like having you here especially. Um, you represent a younger crowd. Right, yeah. But you're a younger crowd with an old soul. <laughs> I mean... You, you did Johnny Cash, so you get it. So I hope the rest of the world out there is listening to some Johnny Cash and listen to our podcast tonight. So, hey, let's, what do you say we get into it, Percy? Let's do it. All right, so this is Honorable Mentions, and uh, we switched up the rules a little bit, so you can have up to three. Um, so, Percy, let's hit it. Good thing we can have only three. I mean, I could have had... Oh, this could have been... I could have been six or eight honorable mentions. Oh, but. it could have been a dozen. And it's even tougher with Johnny because he just... There's so much that he did that's enjoyable. How do you how do you narrow this down? So that gets back to, I think, the mood you're in when you're listening and what your personal favorites are. So let's hear it. My first honorable mention is Home of the Blues off Johnny's second album. Why do I know? So many... There's been a bunch of great covers of this song. Dwight Yoakam did a, a, a great cover of this song, but that song, to me, is, is part of the essence of Johnny. I mean, it was off his second album. My second one is Cocaine Blues, which was famous. Most people didn't hear it till they saw I Walk the Line. Right. And it was in there. And another thing... That was an old folk song called Little Sadie. And the word cocaine was never mentioned in that. It was talking about killing his woman. But in 1944, Roy Hogsett recorded the original version of Cocaine Blues. Hmm. And you have to think in 44 mentioning cocaine 
was pretty. Yeah, that's. And that was Johnny kind of adapted his own version of that to be his cocaine blues. Wow. And my last honorable mention is I Walk the Line. That's an honorable mention. Wow. It was his love song. Isn't that crazy? It when is. someone has that much, you know, great songs, I mean, and Walk the Line is an honorable mention. It's insane. And I was just, whenever I sat down and started making my list, I was thinking and I was like, am I going to do this based on how much I enjoy listening to him or what the song did for Johnny or how influential it was? I just didn't know how to, you know, put it into categories because there's right. so many that are great for different reasons, you know? Right. Some of them have better music, some of them have better words, some of them tell better stories, and some of them did the most for Johnny's career. Right. So it's just tough to put it all into eight songs and Which makes this podcast tough. Yeah. Which also makes it interesting because everyone could come in here with some different opinions, and when we walk away, we've just talked about some great music. Absolutely. Yeah. That was Johnny's first number one song. It was to his, he had brought that to his first wife. Vivian. Vivian. It was on his first album. And I challenge anybody to watch the documentary, My Darling Vivian. Yeah. I and it, it, it's not Paint Johnny is, hey, I'm this, this, this old good dude. Johnny had his demons. Sure did. And he turned his life around in the end. Johnny but, got in a lot of trouble with uh, drugs. Busted, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, he was busted at the Mexican border bringing some pills in. And he, he de- definitely had his own demons. And then June straightened him out. Well, she saved him. But Vivian had her, I mean, there was, in that, the documentary, they were coming off a plane, and Vivian was dark-skinned. That's just the way she was. And they took a picture of her, and it was black and white newspapers back then, and it looked like she was she was black. And Johnny got a bunch of his shows canceled because people were claiming that's that she, terrible that she was black. And they had to send papers in proving that she was Caucasian. God, so where where shows. were we, America, with that shit? Yeah, that's, that's rough. That's awful. That's my honorable mentions. Okay, those are good. They are good. Jackson, you ready? I am. I am. And I'm interested in, in this young man's opinion. There's Johnny songs that I love that I left off the list, and I'll say one that I left off just because I got to mention. There ain't no good chain gang with him and Waylon. That's one that I left off, and it hurt me to do it. But there's just it's it's tough. It's tough. It's it's such a great song, but I had to leave yeah. it off and just. It is a great. The thing song. with Johnny that's special, that's different than with other artists is. Even the guys that were great back in the day that are still alive now, when you see them perform, sometimes you think, man, it's pitiful. They've lost it. You know what I mean? Right. And they're just still getting gigs out of respect because of how great they once were. Right. Johnny and Johnny was good to the end. Till the day he died, he was to good. The end. He was good. It was a yes. different kind of good, but it was good. Yes. Not many people have the longevity uh, like that. Thanks to Rick Rubin. Well, just playing you know, that. When he first, Rick told him, when he first signed with Rick Rubin, he said, I want you to go out with just you and your guitar. And Johnny was scared to death because he had always had a backing band behind him. Mm-hmm. And that scared him to death. But he still, he went out and did it. And was just he great. did it. And, and I'm sure we're going to talk about some of that. I'm sure some of those songs from American Recordings will, will make some lists in here. Because to me, 
Johnny Cash had gone, and you mentioned it earlier, Percy, it pretty much no one knew, you know, what Johnny was doing. And Rick Rubin brought that whole career back to life. And they did, I think, six American recording albums. I mean, and, and, uh, after, not, and not counting Unchained. After the Highwayman, he was pretty much... That was it. Vanished. You know, his own label had dropped him. And there's a famous picture that was taken of Johnny years before of him shooting a bird. Right. And when his... All right. Was that at Folsom or San Quentin? That was at San Quentin. The encyclopedia strikes again. Percy's got it. Yep. (laughs) And the... the, uh, When he had a number one with American Recordings, he took out an ad in a national newspaper... And that was the picture that you they put that they put in there of him yeah. shooting the bird. And now it's on T-shirts and hats. I love that picture across the country. Absolutely. Some days I feel like that. Yeah, yeah. I come to work and I just park him to that bird. <laughs> All right, so, so let's here we get. Let's go. Here's the honorable mentions. All right, in my my eighth spot, I got get rhythm. That's what That's I have. I love it. I you love the music. little boy to be working that I way. love it. <laughs> I love it. I love the bass line. Uh, him and, I guess that was the Tennessee too, wasn't it, that was with him on that one. And is that yeah. right, Percy? Check that, me if I'm not. I know you're the guy that's got the, the facts. The, the first. You know what's funny is this is coming from an, a musician, an artist, and a guitarist. So I, I love hearing where it's coming from with you. His first couple of albums was the Tennessee too. And then they got a drummer, and they became the Tennessee Three. But early on, that's all they had was those two musicians. I think Get Rhythm was 1955, correct? That was wow. That was the Tennessee Two. Okay. That was when he was still at at Sun. That uh, but that song, it's just it's not it's not like it's giving a big message or anything. It's not really a. I mean, it's just it's a good song. It's yeah. a feel. It's, it's, a, it's a, a good yeah, song. It's a, it's a feel good song. It's, it's probably the closest thing Johnny ever did to like a pop hit, if that makes sense. I mean, I know it's. Yeah, it does. It, I mean, it's just. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's it an like enjoyable that. song. Yep. It's not deep. It's not just all that meaningful, but it's a good song. Absolutely. It's a good song. That's why I had it on there, just because I love the music. I checked that one. Um, seven, I've got when the man comes around. Uh-huh. It's the only song I've ever listened to. Or one of the only songs I've ever listened to that really immediately gave me chill bumps. When he's reading that scripture at the beginning and then he goes into it, man, it's just, it's so good. The song gives me religion mm-hmm. every time I play it. Absolutely. That was used in a, a commercial, if I'm not mistaken. Man Comes Around? When the man comes around. Yeah, sometimes There's, I just walk into restaurants his songs. and say, the man has come around. <laughs> that has, you know, that has been used... Sure, From the American oh, yeah. recordings, you know, the uh, These Are My People was used in a commercial. Wow, here. I didn't know And that. I feel like with all those late recordings, especially that song, I just feel like it was, this may be entirely too deep for what we're doing here, but I just feel like it was just God and Johnny in the studio, you know what I mean? It I seems like at right. that point in his life, he was, he, I feel like he knew he was about to go. I think you're right. And, and it, some of his latest stuff. Gives me chills talking you about could, it. Even. You could hear pain in his voice. Mm-hmm. You knew that Johnny knew he was he was at the end of his his cycle. You and know? he died from a broken heart. He lost he his did. he lost he love lost his June, life. And died from a broken what? heart. And he didn't write about it in the American recordings, but he sang about it. And Rick Rubin was so genius enough to capture all that. For sure. I mean so, that's not something you wanted to let go to waste and I thank God no, that they didn't. Absolutely. It, great stuff. Well Johnny stuff. always loved the chills on my legs. Mm-hmm. But he had his demons. But he always loved the Lord. He used to do shows with Billy Graham. 
And there was finally just the point, I won't say, the later point in his life, you know, where everything was straight and Johnny was right. Yeah. Johnny had his demons, but he got to the point where, okay, everything's right. I'm good with the Lord. And yep. I think that's why those American recordings are so beautiful, because uh, that's where he was. They're he, he amazing. Just, he's at the end of the road, and it's, yep. he made peace with everything, and he was just laying it all out there for us. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to describe it's it. It's wonderful. All right, what else you got? Here's my, my last honorable mention. It's one of my favorite songs ever. It Ain't Me, Babe. It Ain't Me. It ain't I me, love babe. that song. That's and I know, It was Bob Dylan originally, right? Did he yes, write that? Yes, yes. Dylan um, wrote that. But I, I love that song. It's another one that's just I can listen to all the time. Johnny loved Dylan. He... Well, they did. Now, it didn't make my list because we didn't talk about duets. But they did. The Girl from the North Country. Well. Have you ever heard that? I have. Dylan and Johnny doing this great song. And Dylan starts out, and it's like, okay, this is cool. And Johnny comes in, you're like, God, this is haunting. Mm -hmm. Johnny had a haunting voice. And I think that's it's one of the things that intrigues me about him so much. Because when you listen to Johnny Cash, it's almost like it's a religious experience. Yes, almost it is. In a lot of ways. In a lot of ways. So if you've never checked out the duet, Dylan, Johnny Cash, The Girl from the North Country. Oh. And a lot of people have covered it. Joe Cocker even tried to pull it off. And he did a good job with it with Leon Russell on Mad Dogs and Englishmen. But... Uh, Man, man, also, one of the thing. the prison concerts, and Johnny talks about this, and uh, Dylan and him wrote Wanted Man, and he does that, and he talks about, and I don't know why he says this, but he says, I wrote this song with Bob Dylan, one of the greatest songwriters, and it's like, I don't have to tell you how Bob, who Bob Dylan is, and I'm like, how the hell do these inmates know who Bob Dylan is? But anyway, he goes into Wanted Man, and it... It's a, it's a very good song. And good story. Johnny had all kinds of people on his TV show. You know, he had Absolutely. he appreciated all kinds of people. That was one thing that I liked about Johnny. He, he didn't did. care. He just, yeah. whoever he wanted, he had them there. He did. Yeah, he liked everything. I mean, he repped everything for sure. Mm -hmm. All right, so I, I'm weird, guys. Uh, everybody knows that. So... I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there. My first honorable mention, and I don't know why this song grabbed me so much, but I loved it, is Delia's Gone. And that's off an American Recordings album. And I love the lyrics to it. Bruce, you got anything to add on Delia's Gone? Delia's Gone was a true story. I knew he'd have something. I figured he would. That's why I segue into this. I'm telling you. It was a true story about two 14-year-olds who were supposedly lovers. And the one was, her name was Delia Green. And How does he know this? I Jackson? don't know. Did you know Johnny personally? Were y'all friends? Is that what this and was? Is he your, uh, like, <laughs> great uncle or something? And her boyfriend's name was Cooney Houston. Uh, he knows and too much now. He's, he's been talking to somebody. He knows too much. And they got into it, and he shot her. Damn. And that's that's that was a true story, where that song was based from. So who wrote it? No, it's really one of those things where it's kind of up in the air. There's been so many versions yeah, killed, okay, it, okay. and that was ultimately like Johnny. I'm giving you a break on this. And Johnny recorded it earlier in his career. That wasn't the first time he recorded it. I didn't know that. No, Johnny recorded it way earlier in his career, but he changed the lyrics around where he put in "submachine." 
and stuff like that. But he had recorded that way earlier. Well, a good version of it, if you've never heard it, when they did the Johnny Cash tribute, I don't know if it was Kennedy Center, or they did a Johnny Cash tribute. Wycliffe John came out, and they were telling him, you know Wycliffe? The rapper. Yeah, yeah, from the Fugees. And uh, they said, we want you to come and do a Johnny Cash song. He's like, man, I don't want to do Johnny Cash. That's country shit, blah, blah, blah. And they started playing some, some JR stuff. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, yeah, I got one. And he came out and did Delia's Gone and his own style. And it was, it was badass. Not as good as Johnny, but when you get rappers doing Johnny Cash. And the, to me, this, the second version is much better than the first version. Well, the American Recordings version, but to me, is the only version. Several of those American Recording tracks, he covered his own songs. When he did Give My Love to Rose, uh, that was a cover of a song that he had did early on. It was a, a actually was a, a an inmate gave him a letter and said, "If you're ever in my town, give this to my wife." And that's where he got the inspiration to rap, "Give my love to Rose." Wow, Percy you know, strikes you, again. <laughs> Percy when strikes you're covering again. your own songs in a different album, I mean, I'd say you've arrived at that. Yeah, well, yeah. you you're legend for sure. You're legend. Okay, my next one I'm excited about, and I could have placed it so much higher, but I'm like trying to give respect on this list, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's a cover, American Recordings, Rusty Cage by Soundgarden. It's a Soundgarden cover, and when Johnny took it, I, I mean, I just want to go fight somebody, man. I hear that song, and I'm like, yeah. It, oh, man. It's, it's the bomb. It's so funny you say that. I was kind of getting my list together, and I told my dad. I, I read it to him, and he said, it sounds good, but you're missing one. And I said, what is it? He said, Rusty Cage. And I said, I know, but I, they're just that's what we were talking about. There's you so run many. out of room. You run out, you of, run room out of room quickly. <laughs> but Rusty Cage is, I mean, it's one of those songs where if you know you're going to a deal, work's going to be bad one day, or... You're going to meet with somebody that, I don't know, is marginal or whatever. But on some Rusty Cage, man, your testosterone level goes oh, yeah. way up. And off topic, this is just, I'll plug this for no reason. Chris Cornell is one of my favorite vocalists He's of all amazing. time. He's fantastic. He's amazing. Soundgarden was great. Audio Slave was great. Temple of the Dog was fantastic, Temple too. Temple of the Dog was great with Eddie. But then Johnny says, hmm, I'm going to do this one. It became his. And he covered a lot of great rock bands. Well, he songs. did Tom Petty. Yeah. Hey, back then. Love that I mean, one, too. I love uh, Personal Jesus. That was Depeche oh, Mode. I love his version of that. All of them are so Desperado, good. he did yeah, that. And I don't think did. anybody could do that yeah. close to the Eagles, but Johnny well, I'm about did. to name another one. And you guys, it's, it's just, this one is a personal favorite because I love the song so much. And the people that have covered it, the original artist, number one, was fantastic, and they wrote it. And then it was covered. Elvis covered it. But then Johnny got a hold of it. And you click play on that. And it's Bridge Over Troubled Water. Um, Johnny covered that Simon and Garfunkel song. And you're literally, I mean, I'm almost in tears now. You're literally shedding a tear when you're done listening to that version. So... If you hadn't heard it, check it out. It's it's just a fantastic. And that cover. took a lot of guts by Johnny to Art Garfunkel had 
the greatest pipes. Voice. And you're like, okay, I'm going to take this on. Yeah, I mean, that, and I'm going to do it in my voice and do it my way. And you felt that pain. You And that's, to me, when I listen to Johnny Cash, I think about the man in pain. Mm-hmm. And, the man in black. Oh, yeah. The man in pain. Oh, yeah. And there's a couple more Johnny songs that I left off that have Elvis ties. I know there's just so much. I have to talk about them, even though they're not on my list. Oh, lay it out there, brother. Ghost Riders in the Sky. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah. But I don't know if you've ever heard it. It was an old studio recording of Elvis and his band just messing around and doing Ghost Riders in the Sky. I've never heard oh, that. Oh, it's amazing. I'm sure. He's, he's not even taking it seriously. They're just goofing off in the they're studio. Just, they're just having a jam. And Elvis is tearing it up, but I love that song. And another one is God's Going to Cut You Down. Because Run that, On was, whoa, I guess, a gospel song. Whoa, 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 whoa. Elba, We're talking about a whole other religious no, experience. I know. Elvis recorded it. It was God, called Run On. Mm-hmm. And most people yeah, don't put sorry. them together, but Elvis recorded Run On. And it's the same song. Johnny just changed the title. God's going to cut you down. And Elvis says you can run on for a long time. Mm-hmm. Good God yeah. Almighty's going to cut you and down. I love, and I love, I love both versions. But when I'm listening to Elvis, Elvis's version, it feels like I'm in church. You know, it's just slappy right. and you can't right. run on. For, yep. But when I'm listening to Johnny's version, I feel like a sheriff's deputy in 1800. You know, it just gets yep. you riled up. Like you want to go do something. Absolutely. It's just, it's different when Johnny does anything. Johnny... And Elvis both, but Johnny is a rebel rouser. Oh, yeah. That's the bottom line. Oh, yeah. So, always has been. Oh, fantastic. Too much All to right. talk about. This yeah. Is this, so many good this, songs. This, this, this is a crazy podcast it episode is. because there's so many storylines that we can talk about, right? Okay, so we're at top five. We need to take a break? No. No, we're good. Just no, take we're a good. sip. So, take a sip. Sponsored by Svetka Vodka. Anchor. I want to give a shout out to my friend Sean Riley. Worked with him for many years. Great guy. Been listening to the podcast and basically said to pick Johnny Cash music, it just depends on the mood you're in mm-hmm. when you're listening. Mm-hmm. So, which is also true. And uh, I think we're all representing that a little bit tonight, but we're all also representing the ones that really need to be on the list, too, right. I think. Right. So, uh, the American Recordings thing, if you gave it to me, I would just say, it's all American Recordings. But that's not representing. Correctly. Absolutely. So, all right, Percy, what's your number five? My number five is Folsom Prison Blues, mm. which we were led into in our podcast today. And it was uh, Johnny's debut, uh, his debut album. And he got the inspiration... Wait a minute. That was his debut album? Yes. He got the inspiration for that by a movie that was called Inside the Walls of Folsom Prison. It was not a number one for Johnny until he did it live. That's, okay, that's where I'm confused. It was not a number one. He recorded that song. Okay, so that that's where I'm confused. When, when he did it. Okay. When he did it at Folsom Prison. That's when it became a number one. And that's like the second time you said, what a smart move by him and his team to like redo the stuff he'd already done and say, hey, maybe this will be bigger yeah, this time and around. Yeah, le- and let's do it for these prisoners. It's like nobody so, does that. You know, and, you know, David Allen Coe sang about it. I think uh, some other people. Johnny Cash helped some prison people get out of prison. It's crazy. Here's a, here's a, God, what piece. a rep. What a rep for the, for the guys like us. Yeah that are on the verge of semi-trouble or whatever, <laughs> man, if you had Johnny Cash on your side, 
It'd do a lot of you good. You might be okay. Folsom yes, Prison and San Quentin was recorded in 68 and 69. He did a concert at San Quentin in 58. It was not recorded. But you know who was in the audience at that? Merle Haggard. That's the other one. Mighty yeah. Merle was in that audience yeah. in 1958. And Merle said, this is what I want to do with my life. Yeah. And he got Merle straight, and Merle got out of prison, and later on got pardoned by Ronald Reagan. That's right. Mama tried, but Johnny got helped him get out. Yes, sir. And, I mean, Johnny's done that with other guys that are greats, too. Cause David Allen Coe. When Hank fell off the cliff, was it not Johnny and June that were in the hospital every when, night? When yeah. Hank Jr. woke right? up. Johnny. And, and so, you June know, with was, a little side June note. was his godmother. Yeah. little side note. So there's a friend I have, and I've um, met him at a restaurant uh, several times, several times, guys. And he was in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. And this is when Johnny and June were doing a lot of USO stuff. And he had stepped on a landmine and messed up his leg and his foot and everything. But he got to keep it. But he was they sent him to a hospital in Okinawa, Japan. And laying in a hospital bed on like a, a floor of several people in hospital beds, right? Mm -hmm. They didn't have private rooms for that stuff back then. And Johnny and June came to visit these guys. And Johnny said, anyone here from the South? And my friend raised his hand, said, I'm from Alabama. And they came over, fluffed his pillow, straightened him out, and sat down on his bed in God, St. Jackson. That's awesome. To him. <laughs> that's not my favorite story that he tells. Oh, <laughs> uh, I know. The other one, he snorted cocaine with Waylon Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm they, not they, going uh, there, but that's the better one. They, okay. I mean, okay. So, that, uh, we just, oh, where, where are we at, Percy? I guess it's five for me, right? Yeah, five, five for, for you. you. My number five. This is another one like When the Man Comes Around that was one of those when I first heard it. It gave me chills. It's hurt. That's my oh, number yeah. five. It's yeah. it's something that you're not going to sit down and listen to every day because if you did, you wouldn't be able to get through the day. You know, it's, no. it's, it's not something that's going to pick you up at all. And I've had this talk. It's a downer, and the video is amazing. And if you watch the video and you don't have a semi-tear, something's wrong it, with you. The video is a religious experience. I mean, when you watch that video, yeah. it's... It sums up what we were talking about, about him knowing he was at the end of the road and all that. I mean, that's that video yeah. is the, the top of all that. Everything and, that those albums represent, that's what that, it hurt. Yeah, it was all rolled in. Yeah, and yes. the video, June sitting at the top of the stairs oh, looking yeah. down on him, and she knows that it's, it, it's getting close. It's a I beautiful mean, song. Great yeah. song. Fantastic. You know, um, my mother called me last night and she she follows the podcast and she knew we were going to do this because we put it on social media and she said I just listened to have you ever heard the song Hurt by Johnny Cash and I sort of chuckled and I said yeah it's a good one isn't it and she you know she's 79 mm -hmm. and she said it was fabulous she said I, I, I just could feel his pain I'm like, yeah, well, straighten up and lay off the wine. Yeah. <laughs> you're so right. So, good stuff. So, where are we at? My number five? Your number five. five. Well, it's hard to be mentioned, but it's When the Man Comes Around. Love that song. If I ever want to feel like, hey, Mike, you need to straighten up, 
I, I need to play some Johnny Cash when the man comes around. Yes, sir. I, I don't want to be caught short. Y'all know what I mean? Oh, yeah. When this when the shit hits the fan, I mean, I want to go to where I... Where, when the man comes yeah, around. I want, to, I want to be on his side. I swear he did it on purpose, too. He did. He's, I mean, he, that was a reminder song. It is. Get your act together, man. You gotta get right. Yep, get right. Before you get left, right? Yep. Get right get before right you get before left. You get yes, left. sir. Man, this guy's got... Oh, love it. Okay, so Percy, number four. We're gonna start. We're gonna start crossing over. You know, choices. I'm sure. But oh yeah. Whatever. My number four is Daddy Sing Pace. Oh, Which is if pretty Sammy much, was in here, he'd sing. It's pretty much, I consider a gospel song. Mm-hmm. It was written by the great Carl Perkins. Oh, I didn't know that. And it was, the line in there about little brother has just has already gone on. That was written about his brother Jack, that died early on in a a, a heart. Well, it's in the I walked the line in, mm-hmm. in a horrific okay. soul yeah. accident. But that was put in there for him. And if you listen to it real close, the Statler brother you can hear the Statler brothers singing. Yeah, which I love the Statler brothers. No, you're not a fan, but I do. And it, this is something that I didn't know. When it, when it says Mama Sing Tenor, at the prison concerts, it was June and the, the Carter family. But on the original recording, that was Jan Howard, which had a few... Reasonable country hits or stuff, but I did not know that. Did she play on the Brady Bunch? And actually, the, the Statler brothers recorded a song because they got their start with Johnny. I did not know that. They recorded a song uh, about we got paid by cash, <laughs> and essentially it was saying by Johnny. By Johnny. Yeah. yeah. So they they were at those prison concerts singing backup for him. That's crazy. I don't know how he gets all this. You I guys. don't either, but it's impressive. It yeah, really is, Percy. I'm telling you. If I ever want to know anything about music, I'm giving Percy a, a call. Deck. He'll tell you something. Yeah. All right, what's your number four? My number four has already been mentioned, but it's Folsom Prison Blues. Yeah. I love that song. It's another one that's just it's a classic, obviously, and it did a lot for Johnny's career. And uh, it's, the, it's also special to me because it's the first one I ever put in my set list when I started playing out. Right. And um, it's just it's fun to play, fun to sing. I love it. It's the first one I ever heard when I was one of the first ones I ever heard when I was younger. Because to me, this is another Johnny Cash man up song. Oh yeah. Because he shot a man in Reno mm-hmm. just to watch him die. I mean, come on, guys, who does that? You know, this is kind of off topic, but as far as the music, as as far as, I mean, I walk the line, the movie Walk the Line. It's probably the best biopic for a musician that's ever been made. Mm-hmm. And when I was a kid, my mom and dad they they loved that movie. And that's how I kind of got into Johnny Cash. They, I mean, my dad loved Johnny before, but that's how I was introduced to it. Because I saw that movie when I was fairly young. Yeah. And it kind of made me get interested in... Well, there's nothing seeing, like when you're young and you get an influence like that. For sure. Yeah. And this is also off topic, but I thought that Joaquin did a pretty good job. Like, his vocals. Like, I enjoyed some of his versions of the songs he did. Joaquin did a great job. So did Reese Witherspoon. She did great yeah. as well. They that did fantastic. That introduced a lot of people that even liked Johnny. They had never heard... This song, Cocaine Blues, mm-hmm. till he did that in that movie. And that yeah. introduced, introduced a lot of people to Cocaine Blues. Mm. I've had, well, I shouldn't say that. Never mind. 
So, anyway, my number four is, you're not going to believe this, Percy, Sunday morning coming down. Right, that's one of the ones that I struggle with, struggle with leaving off. It's so good. Well, I'm going to tell you, uh, I like Chris Christopherson. Mm-hmm. I don't like hearing him sing so much, except on a few. The guy could write, but then Johnny took it and painted this picture for me in my head that reminded me of my childhood so much that I can hardly, hardly talk about it. My grandmother, when I would come visit her in North Carolina, would, I, could, I can still smell it, would do fried chicken in an iron skillet. And I could smell it outside when I was playing in the front yard and people were out walking around and stuff. And I'm like, man, I smell fried chicken, boy. Chris wrote this song and he wanted Johnny to record his music. And you know, Chris was a, a helicopter pilot. Yeah. And he uh, He's in the Air Force Hall of Fame. He was way. in the Air Force and he had a helicopter and he took it and landed it on Johnny's property to get him to record music of his. And a few months later, Johnny recorded A Boy Named Sue after yeah. he landed on his in his yard. That's great. I love that we're talking about Johnny songs that may not be on some of the list because they need to be mentioned even though we don't they have do. them on there because he they had do. so many great ones. And you're talking about not liking hearing Chris sing. I love a lot of the covers of Bob Dylan that the country guys did because personally, I don't really enjoy Bob's voice that much, but he was a poet. He was, he, was. Great, he was a great and so, writer. And so was Chris. For sure. Yeah. And one of the songs that I have in my set that I love, Johnny and Waylon both did it, but I play Waylon's version as Don't Think Twice. It's all right. No, it's great. I love that song so much. And that's just, there's so many guys like that, though, that wrote really well. And it's not they were bad musicians. It's just they weren't. They didn't, they, they, they didn't have the smooth, silky vocals they didn't. that a lot of they guys just didn't. did. But they, they did present it well. For sure. They wrote it well, presented it well. And, you know, Chris is the legend, but... When Johnny, uh, again, we said this before, I did. When Johnny took your stuff, it became his. Definitely. When Johnny did this on his TV show, they did not want him to say the word stoned. And Johnny being Johnny, he said, <laughs> you're not going to tell me what I can't do. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Chris always mentions how he was, you know, he appreciated that. that Johnny Rebel Rouser. Rebel Rouser. He said, Rebel badass. How can you not love him? All right. So we're on three now for person. We're on three. All right. Y'all have already stole my thunder for three. You almost said the well, word. No. <laughs> we said we're going to clean it up. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I got a little sidetracked there. Number three for me was the great Shell Silverstein song, A Boy Named Sue. I knew that'd be on his list. And the first time that he ever did that live was at San Quentin. And if you watch the video of him doing it live, there's a, there's a paper in front of him. And he's glancing down at it ever so often. He's glancing down and reading the to paper. To get the words. Because that was the first time that he ever did it yeah. live. Yeah. Wow, it's a great song. And it I is. knew you would pick that. And this is the only song I've ever heard you sing karaoke to. i got to see that, Percy. He <laughs> crushed it. I've got to see that. I mean, it was standing O. It was awesome. Oh, All right, what you got, big man? All right. My, um, my third is going to be Jackson. I love that song. It's one that my mom and dad used to sing all the time because my name's Jackson, and they love that song. And uh, 
I just I grew up hearing that one, and that's one of the ones from Walk the Line Absolutely. that they loved, and it was a big part of that movie. But I love Johnny's version. Still to this day, I don't know what the hell a J Pan fan is. I don't. What the hell? Never figured that. As out a J Pan fan, I don't know. I don't know if y'all have ever done top five duets, but I hope that was on there somewhere. If you did, we haven't, but that will be an upcoming. That's that's got to be. We'll have you back for that. Oh man, I'd love to be back for that. But I love that song, and um, because I love Johnny, but also I love. I love June. I love hearing June's yeah. music. I was listening to Jukebox Blues mm. on the way over here. That's she's, a great song. She's solid. She, By the way, that's our ice maker going off in the back. But Just, yeah, that uh, that's my number three, and uh, solid pig. I, I like I that can't, one. You can't dispute it. And as a matter of fact, you can't dispute any of this. There's no wrong answers for this because there's no wrong answers at any given time, or like you said. I mean, any mood you're in. We could change it next week. For sure. I mean, depending on how happy or sad we were, we could have a different top eight yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't matter. Well, my number three has already been mentioned. It's Walk the Line. You know, we love the song. Um, the meanings behind it are, are so true. And, um, I, you know, that's me and my personal life in a lot of ways. Okay. All right. We ready for two? We're getting down two, to the nitty gritty. We are. My number two has already been stolen, and it's Sunday morning coming down. Yeah. We're going to be stealing a lot of people's stuff here. And in the words of so many people, Chris Christopherson was the greatest songwriter that ever sucked air. You think? I mean, he was... One of them, One of sure. them. Not... He... I mean... One of them, and, for sure. And anybody listening, if you don't know... The songs that he wrote, go back and check it out. The songs that he wrote. Yeah, it's a ton. I mean, it's a ton. And if he wrote and you did it, it's pretty much going to be a hit in some shape, form, or fashion. <laughs> a great song that he wrote was For the Good Times, which mm -hmm. Ray Price originally recorded. And then Jamie Johnson does a great cover of For the Good Times. That was a Christopherson mm -hmm. song. Fantastic. Jackson, what you got? We're at number two. My number two is Walk the Line. There we go. I know we're getting to the point where everybody's going to be overlapping, but that song, I know it just did so much. You can't help it with Johnny Cash. It did so much for Johnny's career, and I think it's a great song. It's another one that I really appreciate the music on it, because that, that guitar lick in there is, you know, you can't, it's unmistakable. When you hear that, you know. Yep. As soon as that first note comes in, you know what you're listening you're, to. And you get... And an instant groove with the beat. Absolutely. It's a yeah, wonderful it's song. Like right off the bat, you're like, oh. Great musicianship good. in there, and it's just another yeah. hit, another great song. Good stuff. Well, my number two has already been mentioned, too, and it's Folsom Prison Blues, because I'd like to think I'm slightly a rebel rouser, but <laughs> boy, he he really was. And he had a bunch of inmates worked up in that show, Oh, yeah. Too. And oh, yeah. He, oh, I had a talk with Adam at work today. You know those guards had to hate him by the... Their, his guts. There's a... They there, had... Is that story true that they showed in the movie where he's like, he's dropping about the water? Yeah, he does he, No, he, in, the, in the album, he does a song and he's like, he's asking for water. And he said, the last time I got water in here, he said, it tasted like it run off Luther's boot. <laughs> Rebel Rouser. Yeah. Back to you, Big Mike. I mean, he that one. He didn't play. He didn't play. No, where are we? No, we're down to number one. Number we're at Percy's number one. Holy smokes. All right. This is big, guys. Number one. 
Number one for me is... We're going to share the same one. Some people will say the greatest love song ever, but it's Ring of Fire. Oh, it was Charlie, that's a good It one. was right, written by June and Merle Kilgore, who managed Tate Jr. for several mm-hmm. years. And the horns at the first of that song came to Johnny in a dream. Get out of here. It almost sounds like yeah. a mariachi song. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's got. It's, oh, it does. It sounds it, really. It, it has sounds, a. It has a Latin American flavor it, to it. It does. Like mariachi. He name. woke up one night and had a dream, and those horns came to him, and that. That's just a great song. I mean, I don't. That's another one that and I you know, struggle with leaving on. They say it too. That, I mean, you scratch Johnny Cash songs off your list, you're like, man, I'm going to hell. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's that bad. Like, it really is. is. It's that bad. That was. June was co-writer on that song, and she wrote that about her love. I know she was a co-writer for Johnny, and they they had a love till till she died, and after yeah. she died, Johnny didn't want to live. He didn't. He did. He did not. And you know, thank goodness for Rick Rubin to come around at that time. He did and do the mm-hmm. do the American recordings to basically catalog the last years of his life and get them recorded. And, and uh, there's an argument to be made that the late cash is better or just as good as the early cash. I'm telling you. It's, and that's, that sounds blasphemous, this. does it not? Cause it sounds, it is almost like, am I committing a crime It is to say the late Johnny Cash stuff with American recordings mm-hmm. is better than the early I'm just gonna say, Johnny Cash. Go ahead and say cash. you are committing a crime. Yeah. Oh, Percy. I'm going to go out on that limb. <laughs> me personally, I'm going late Johnny Cash. That's not to diminish. I'm, I'm just doing it. I'm American doing it right now. But I'm just going to go out on that limb and say, if you're going to say that, that's blasphemy. I'm not. Well, Percy's a historian, though. we got to respect that. Percy I've is a historian over here. I've blasphemy before, so might as well do it again. But that's just my personal preference. I loved the and American that's recordings. taking nothing away from the American recordings. No, I they get were great. that. I get that. But So good. Man. I don't think there's ever been a musician make music like that late in their no, life. No, and you know, we talked about a haunting sound earlier. And there's something about that that was so so special mm-hmm. that when I listen to it, I'm just I'm moved. I'm I'm just moved uh, because of where he was right. in his life. And I think it goes back to just to to sing a thing or two. You have to have seen a thing or two. And I think at that point, Johnny had seen about everything you can see. I think possible. Well, and I, I think that that helps a lot. Oh yeah, a lot. He lived hard for a long time. Oh boy. To yeah, me, music touch. at its heart is, do I feel something? Yeah, agreed. And, and it, the older I get, I was raised on rock and roll, but country music, gospel music, and blues music can make you feel something in your soul. There, there's no doubt about I that. Mean, and, and, you know, I'm at that age, and this is why we like to get some younger people in here, because we want to be relevant, right. you know? And with without uh, without you and some other the hosts that we guest hosts we've had, I, you know we need it for relevance because, you know we're set in our ways, mm-hmm. but uh, we think we know what we're talking about. But it's so pleasant to have you here. I thank you guys for yeah, having me. I really appreciate talking that. about this. And uh, was this my turn? I think it's, I got my number one up You're next. Number but one, Percy. I will say you're talking about the blues. I know Johnny 
doesn't really have a necessarily a soulful voice as far as the genre goes, but I think as far as just putting his heart into it, yeah. he's one of the more soulful white artists of all time. I I think there's there could be a whole definition for country blues. And I don't even know if I'm phrasing this right. It would have his picture in the dictionary if there it was would. that genre. It would, that, yeah, because the guy could sing. He it. really could. He sang heartbreaking stuff with a better voice than Hank Singer. No, so, no. I know uh, Percy was going to have something to say uh, about yeah. that. I'll his jump, voice is better than Hank Singer's. I'll jump off that cliff right now. <laughs> Man, well, this I mean, is where we I, will I, agree I, to disagree. I love, this, I've been waiting for this I moment. It always Man, comes around I've number one, doesn't it? Right here at the nitty gritty. I love Johnny. But when, when Hiram sings, you can hear that. It's not to take anything away from Johnny, but when Hank Sr. sings, you can just feel that, oh, my gosh, that heartbreak in his voice. Yeah, that's there. I mean. I and, guess it all depends on and, what kind of audiophile you are. For sure. Yeah. And, you know, I think that he's talking about just how the voices sound. I'm not going to compare myself to the greats at all. I'm, I'm nowhere near well, that. But I'm I think that my go ahead and tell you. You got a great voice. Thank you, I appreciate you got, it. You've got a, a future in this. Thank you so yeah. much. I think that my voice sounds more like Hank Senior than it does Johnny. It does. I, it's higher pitched, and it's kind of. That's why I love covering Hank Senior songs. I love doing. Uh, There's a tear in my beer, and yeah. I'm, I'm kind of working on adding lovesick blues and stuff like that. But I um. Good yeah. stuff. I, I love him. So before I get, are we at my number one? I gotta give mine real quick. Yeah, okay. Sorry, we're dragging. I'm, I'm holding no, up, and then holding up gonna, the show. And then you're gonna rock us out on the way out. I am, yes, sir. Okay. All right. So my number one is Cocaine Blues. Wow. I love that song. Great story. Great music. It's good. I feel like it was kind of risque. It goes back to that rebel rousing thing. I feel like it was just something that back in the day, not many folks would have had the gall to sing about. No. But Johnny went ahead and did it. He what sang I, about it, and he actually did it. And yeah. I've already mentioned the, the guy that did it in 1944. Imagine what kind of backlash he got for singing a song about oh, Absolutely. Gosh. I mean, Johnny oh, did it, what, 30 years later? Was it 70s when he did that one? Or 60s? No, that was at the, uh, the uh, prison concerts when he That's did right. it. That's right. In the late 60s that when is he right. did that. So, I mean, in the, imagine a guy in 1944 to be singing about cocaine blues. That probably flew over a lot of people's head back oh, then. Oh man, that people didn't even know what that mm-hmm. that was. Of course, you know Johnny. You sing about that stuff in the eighties. I mean, it's like yeah. The okay. guy, <laughs> the guy in nineteen forty four didn't talk about shutting a shooting a bad bitch down. I mean, he, you know, he didn't mention that. Go with that language. <laughs> yeah, Johnny kind of added. Bitch. Johnny kind of had his added his own stuff. There, Thought I was so. her daddy, but she had five more. I mean, that's just not stuff you. God. That's, it's crazy, isn't it? I that's, mean, he just went ahead and did it. He had he, no fear, unashamed. No fear, unashamed. unashamed. That's a good way to put it, Jackson. All right, you gonna wind that thing up here, and I'm gonna tell you my number. Yes, one? Yes, sir. Tell me the number one, then I'll I'll play us out. All right. So it's already been mentioned. Uh, it's hurt. Hurt is my favorite Johnny Cash song. Comes off American Recordings. Um, this just it's so real. I guess if there's any way you can put that song, it's just, it's so real. And everyone's going to have some times in their life when you can relate to this stuff. And I'm not going to start prophesizing or, or getting too poetic, but it's my number one. So, hey, this has been a great podcast. Has we been. want you guys to come check Jackson out. Jackson, what's the date again? Let's August come. the 11th. August the 11th. This young man's fantastic. Let's support him. Uh, one day, 
we're all going to say we heard him on the Percy and Face podcast, and this has been a great one. So, this you wrote this one yourself? I did. This one's called L.A. to L.A., and it's one that it's the most recent one I wrote. Um, I love this one. I think it's also the best one I've ever written. All right, I'm so excited. But um, I'm going to go ahead and give it to y'all. So we're going to play it out, and then we're going to say bye-bye. I love it, but I appreciate y'all for having me. I really enjoy Man, it. Man, I will tell you, this has been one of the one of our, our funnest moments here. It's been great music. And, again, we're coming live from Gentry Capital Parlor. It's been a great night. You're fantastic. Appreciate you coming. And bye-bye.